Horizon, Salvaged Heroes, Chapter 10 The resolution retreated to Thierry's hills cloud while Mekrat digested the data that he'd been reluctantly granted access to by their commander. They entered orbit around a kilometer-long asteroid that had long ago been deemed too far from the star to bother mining though it held a fair amount of rare elements that Mekrat claimed would be useful for them to build his new weapon. Horizon and Lift went down to the asteroid on the dustbin, put in the old ship's mining equipment to its original use, supplemented with some of the latest fed tech from the Resolution's printers. A week of drilling into asteroid and refining trace metals later, the raccoon and aunts flew back up to the mothership. After soaring through space in a starship that responded to her very thoughts, piloting a rocket-based craft with hand controls felt clunky and inelegant to Horizon. She wondered if Magrat might upgrade the old ship with neural controls once he had the time. On docking with the resolution, she took a pallet of lanthanides once Lift had loaded it and drove it towards Metrat's workshop. The opossum was deep in a simulation trance when Horizon entered. She shot him a message on the ship's network. Horizon, I'm here with the first load of your rare metals. Metrat, oh, give me a minute to log out. Horizon. I got another couple loads to bring up. Take your time. Metrat. No, this'll only take a moment. I want to show you something. Metrat's body twitched as his eyes rolled, rolled around in their sockets. He let out a yawn and stump all about before fully coming to his senses. Horizon wondered if she looked that awkward when deintegrating from the ship. Good to see you in the augmented flesh again. It wasn't too dusty on that rock now, was it? The, the raccoon snorted. The dust was fine. It was the methane ices that were the real problem. Her toes twitched involuntarily at the memory of the cold. What did you want to show me? Right here. The engineer drew Horizon's attention towards a pair of vices on a workbench, holding up a thin disc the size of her palm. That is the secret of artificial gravity right there. Horizon reached a finger towards the disc and gasped in confusion. It felt like her finger was pointing downwards, while the rest of her body was also oriented downwards but at a 90-degree angle. It's... Generating gravity? she speculated out loud. No, well, sort of, Madrat replied, excitement showing in his voice. The source of the gravity is artificial, but the gravity itself is very real. That little disk contains a synthetic microsingularity. Horizon snapped her hand back abruptly. You mean there's a black hole in there? Only a very little one. Metrat tried to reassure her, rather in vain. It l mass is less than a gram. 
Without that containment structure, it would have evaporated before the ship left Rontal's Oort cloud. Don't they generate some sort of radiation? The raccoon asked, looking up her body's turret rad tolerance just in case. Metrat paused to consider it. Physics wasn't exactly my main field of study. But I haven't detected any sort of electromagnetic or particular radiation escaping that core. Either some sort of super science material keeps it contained, or the micro-singularity doesn't generate any radiation by virtue of its artificial nature. Horizon glanced at the innocuous looking disk sideways. The gravity it gave off made her feel uneasy, setting off her inner ear in an odd way. So you're using these rare elements we've been mining to what? Make more singularities? Maybe later, Matrat adjusted, but no. I'm using these elements to replicate the containers and the other module components that appear to direct the gravity they produce. He seemed a bit reluctant to admit it, but continued. I stripped this one out of the bridge deck. There's now a corner up there where you won't stick up to the floor. Horizon shrugged. You can take out all the deck singularities for all I care. I actually prefer microgravity to walking at this point. Just leave enough for us to maneuver. Metrat smirked. Hard to believe you were ever a flatlander, Horizon. He emphasized the alias she'd chosen and she momentarily considered the multiple meanings the word could have. But I'll have to clear it by our boss from the inner system. Maybe I can convince him that there could be some advantages to having parts of our medbay or engineering that lacks gravity. Or the gym. Did you realize that place has so many micro-singularities under the floor that it feels like standing on the surface of Scotty? He revised his statement. Well, if Scotty had a solid surface. I haven't used the gym yet, Horizon admitted. And certainly not planning to go in there now. Actually, I wanted to ask you if you might be able to upgrade the dustbin once you have the time. Sure thing, Matrat nodded. That used to flying with your brain? Yeah, replied Horizon thinking about how awkward it felt flying by hand. No problem. It's mostly software. I can print off the hardware interface right now. Metrat waved at one of the nanofabricators in the room and it whirred to life immediately. Once I finish the design work on the warheads and start printing those, I can install it. Though I'm afraid I won't be able to retrofit it with gravity drives. Even if I had the micro-singularities to spare, it's just too radical a redesign. The conversion drive, at least, is still a rocket. Horizon nodded. Thanks anyway. Well, I shouldn't let Liv do all the work himself. See you later. She headed back towards the docking bay. After another week of design work and printing, Metrat finally presented his work to the rest of the crew. They met in the cargo bay nearest his workshop. 
in the center of which two botchy cylinders rested on a table. Here we are, the first black hole bombs in the history of the TRA system. I can't say whether the Federation ever thought of this before, given my lack of clearance for those files, but I have my suspicions. Princeps spoke first. Will they do what we need of them? he asked. Matrat nodded. Yes, they should. He activated a hologram that showed one of the cylinders nested within one of the Resolution's missile-like autonomous kill vehicles. After a moment, the bomb was launched from the ATV's nose gun and impacted a mock-up of the base ship. The ship's hull became transparent, showing a half-dozen discs like the one that Horizon had seen in Metrat's shop the week before. The discs were spinning in a rain formation. After a few moments, they broke apart, revealing tiny jet-black spots that rapidly merged with one another. Then the cylinder imploded around the little black hole, falling into it. And then the hologram zoomed out to show the ship's hull buckling around the warhead, forming a crumpled zone in the middle of the cylinder. And then the black hole exploded, producing a wave of radiation that blasted the base ship in half. What did we just watch? I asked, speaking for the whole group. Isn't it obvious? Metrat stated. Upon taking in everyone's blank stares, he explained. Sits of the stable micro-singularities we use for gravity control merge into one unstable singularity that sucked in everything around it before evaporating in a burst of haunting radiation. So long as it works, I don't particularly need to know the details, Prince retorted. He glanced over the warheads again. Only two of them. Unless you want to float around half the ship or try to construct the system's second-largest fusion reactor so we can make more micro-singularities, that's all we can afford to build. Natrat explained. I built one for testing and a second in order to actually use on the Nebula Company. Testing? Princeps asked. You're not confident in the accuracy of your simulations? My simulations are the best in the Thierry system, Metrat replied, but no simulation will ever be able to completely replicate real life. Give me an estimate of how likely it is to work. Princeps did not ask. He commanded. Immediately, Metrat stood up straight and answered. I estimate a 79% chance of success, sir. Once he had finished speaking, he blinked, as if surprised by what he had just said. Acceptable risk, Princeps said. If it fails, we can just run and try again. If it works, then survivors will be tempted to try for revenge, and we'll need a deterrent. Horizon was about to voice her objection, but reconsidered Princeps' gamble. There were three possibilities she could imagine. If they tested one warhead, and it worked, then they used the other warhead on Nebula, some survivors of the company would inevitably try to attack them. Depending on how much of the fleet survived, they might not stand a chance. However, 
If they saved one warhead, they would have a spare to use against any revenge fleet. And whatever remained would know they had more than one black hole bomb. On the other hand, if they used one warhead against the base ship, and it didn't work, but Metrak gathered enough data to make the remaining warhead work, the survivors would know that they had meh manufactured the black hole bombs locally instead of bringing them from Federation space. And they'd have no idea how scarce the resources they needed were. If it doesn't work, our sensors would should have enough resolution to determine what went wrong even in the middle of battle. Especially if we launch a squadron of ATVs ease with sensor pods streaming data along with the bomb. Yeah, Metret considered. Yeah, that could work. Shouldn't take more than a day or two to mod some ATVs into armed survey drones. Do it, Princeps ordered. At his command, Matrat's eyes began to delaze into Simtrance, but the wolf held up a finger. But first, a question. You said that we'd need to build the second-largest fusion reactor in the TRE system to create more micro-singularities. What if the largest one? Would that do? Yes, Matrat answered. But I was talking about Tier, our son. We'd need to dismantle a couple planets and build a partial shell around it in order to gather enough power. I see, Princeps said, sounding disappointed, though Horizon noted that he seemed to be planning something as he left Metrat to run his simulations. The Para-Imperium universe is copyright Joel Kreisman. For more about the Para-Imperium setting, please check out paraimperium.wordpress.com If you'd like to contribute to keeping this thing going and get stories and podcasts before anyone else, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash czarpol. Horizon Salvaged Heroes is now available for sale in ebook format on Amazon Kindle, Drive Through Fiction, and Smashwords, along with Tales of the Paraparium. Go check it out if you don't mind.